today and I'm excited to share about a topic that I've been meditating on. We're going to talk about standing in what you know. And you know, life is uncertain. Uh and there's a lot we don't know. If if we're humble enough to admit it. Um but there's things that you know, there's things that you know that are greater than uh your uh what you don't know. Things that are greater than the insecurities you have, things that are greater than the fears you have. These are things that you know, even past your knowing. This is kind of um, uh, above all that we can think, ask, hope, or believe because it is God-inspired and you are one with God. God has chosen you, joined you to himself, uh, and we're awakening to that. We're practicing that presence, that awareness of this ongoing union that God decided. It wasn't our mastery or our decision. It was our decision as we turn to him and awaken to this reality. But it's a reality. It's a truth that is ongoing. And because of that, there are things that you know that you don't know. There's some things maybe that you know that you have forgotten Maybe some things in your spirit that you know that you're not kind of aware of in your mind. But as we go deep, deep into the things of the spirit, we're awakened to things that we already know. And this requires uh, going inwardly. This requires uh, quiet. And we're so busy and noisy all the time that not taking time to contemplate, to think, to sit quietly so that we can connect with God. And sometimes there's so much noise in your mind that it's hard to connect, but you can get past the noise in your mind to go deeper, deeper, deeper. And this is practice. You are a deep person, but it takes practice. And, um, and so God helps us to practice. Uh, let's go to 2 Peter 1, 2 through 4. I'm reading this on the Passion Translation. It says, may grace and peace cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Okay, so let's stop for a second. Sometimes we whiz through these scriptures like, yeah, good, get on the next. No, no, let's stop. So this is grace and perfect peace. Perfect is the, the idea of completion, fullness, right? May grace and full peace, not just a little dab, but more peace, full peace, robust peace, mature peace, peace that transcends, cascade. So we're not talking about a little dab. When you have a cascade, it's like a waterfall that's cascading. It's in you. It's like if you think of your spirit as this this stream of living water, which actually what this what what that is likened to, right? It it sort of explodes in you and cascades over you. That grace, grace is empowerment for what you cannot do on your own. It's God's graciousness that He gives you what you don't earn. And perfect peace cascades over you as you live, okay, 
in the rich knowledge of God and Jesus, our Lord. So we're, we're living. This is as we're living. This is as we're, this is where we live, what we're connecting to. And if we're living in that place, and sometimes that, that requires going deep because deep inside is where you really live is where your spirit is alive, where your, your being is alive and as you're connecting that with this ongoing union of God, of God and Jesus, our Lord, um, there is a, a, a eternal life, which is knowing God and Jesus, his son and Holy in the Holy Spirit that points to the Trinity and their union and your union with them. Okay, so this is what happens as we grow and we live in that knowledge. So we're growing in that No one's arrived. You know, when I arrive, I'll come find you. Um, But uh, but uh, this is not something uh, that you um, is a one and done. This is an ongoing thing, right? It says everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. So that word everything is everything. What do you need for life? What do you need for your life? For living um, emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, uh, relationally, uh, all the different, what do you need for life and godliness? That means to look like God, to walk in the God nature right? So that empowers you, wow, to think like God thinks, to um, to uh, have the, the emotional well-being that God has, because grace and peace is multiplied to you. I love that because it's multiplied, it's over and over and over and over, right? Um, has already been deposited in us. So this is the treasures in us. Now we may not, we may be clueless about them, Okay. And God doesn't pick some and say, yeah, I got these are my favorites. And then no, I no these over here. No, it's not, you know, you're not my favorite. No, we're all his kids. God doesn't do favorites, except that we're all his favorite. But the more we track with that, and that requires healing. Sometimes, you know, maybe you suffered a lot of rejection. Maybe you suffered a lot of abandonment or whatever that is. But you're still his son, his daughter, and no less in his sight than um, than all his other sons and daughters, right? And so that requires a healing if you're not if you're not tracking with that. But God, guess what? He said everything you could need for life and godliness. Guess what? That has already been deposited in you. For all this was lavished on us through the rich experience of knowing Him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Wow. Okay. So everything you need for life and godliness was lavish. So this is not a little bit like just what you need to get by. Uh, You do have what you need to get by, but there's more in there. So there's this lavish, but it's through the rich experience of knowing him. And so this is us growing in the knowledge of God. And we're all growing. We're all growing. And we all need to grow more. This is part of what God is doing as he's conforming us into his image. This happens as we know him. 
as we're looking at him through a glass in the mirror, we are being transformed or transfigured. So as we're looking at God, as we're meditating on God, the real God, past all the um, the projections that we throw at him, right? All of our hurts that we boom and we slap on him, all of the lies that we boom and we slap on him, all of that, uh, that's being healed, okay? So this is why if we don't see him rightly, we can't experience the, these things because all of this is multiplied through the knowledge of him. So he's healing first and foremost, how we see him how we engage with him. And this is an ongoing process. That's how the grace and peace you start to experience that. That's how you start to experience um, uh, everything you need for life and godliness, right? So if you're not experiencing it, ding to ding, ding, I got news for you. There's more knowledge of him that you need to know. And uh, in addition to that, Part and parcel of the knowledge of him is knowing that you're created in his image and likeness. So if you're created in his image and likeness, that means you're worthy. That means you're loved. That means you're beautiful. That means you're powerful. So all this stuff, you're not like, well, that doesn't apply to me because I've sinned or I'm bad or blah, blah, blah. All these lies that we learn about ourselves. No, that needs to be healed too, because God created you in his image and likeness. And he doesn't create black sheep. He doesn't create bad. He doesn't create second rate. He doesn't create um, less than. He creates sons and daughters in his image and likeness. And he's good. So which means he creates good. Um, for all this was lavished upon us through the rich knowledge of knowing him who has called us by name. So it's personal. And there's not one of you or me <laughs> that he hasn't called by name. Those he foreknew, he predestined, those he predestined, he called, those he called, he justified, those he justified, he glorified. So he foreknew you because he made you. Of course he did. And he predestined, what did he predestine you? Not for heaven or hell. That's crap. That's crap. Calvinism. Dropkick that. Get healed from it. No, he predestined you. What does the word say? Oh, to be conformed into his image, right? He's redeeming you. You're so precious. Only you and the fullness of how he made you is worthy of how he made you, right? So he's redeeming you. He's healing you, right? Um, and so, and that he called, so why did he call? He's called you as his own. He called you into the purposes that he planned, the good purposes that he planned and pre-made in conformity to how he made you. And so if your life has not been good, well, you know, God didn't create evil. So evil things that happened to you were not his will, but he can move around that. You know, the, the, the enemy is not greater than God's ability to redeem. And so, you know, the sin around you, the sin that you've done, whatever, is not greater than his ability to redeem. And so, uh, so he's working around that. He's call, he's calling you and he's saying, yes, I've got something better. Yes, I've got something better. Yes, I've got something better. Um, uh, he's called us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness, called us by name and invited us to come to him. So you've been invited. It's like, stick your name in the blank. Bob, Alex, you know, um, Mary, whatever. I've called you and I'm inviting you. Come, come. You're mine. You're mine. Come home. Come home already, right? Um, 
through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. So you know what? He's not asking you to clean up yourself to come. He's asking you to come so he can heal you and clean up the mess <laughs> because you, you can't do it apart from him, right? And neither can I. Okay, now that we've got all that under our belts, as a result of this, okay, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, we can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. Okay. Wow. So, um, so as a result of all this, because he's given you this, this is through the knowledge, grace and peace of multiplied through the knowledge of him. He's called you by name, invited you. Um, he's given, already given you everything for life and godliness. Um, and this comes through the rich experience of knowing him, which you can grow in. So, you know, this is not, well, I don't know him, so I don't get this. Well, well, like get a clue and start to know him, right? Wake up to him. He adores you and he's so patient and kind. Keep, keep pursuing, keep, keep turning his way and you will see him clearer and clearer. And as a result of all of his goodness, uh, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price. This is promises of your complete redemption, body, soul, and spirit, right? The complete healing, the complete life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Um, all of that, knowing him, knowing who you are, which is actually uh, knowing him and his father, which is eternal life, knowing who you are in his image and likeness, and then being able to walk that out. It says, uh, we can experience partnership with the divine nature. Well, it's partnership with his divine nature and actually partnership with the divine nature that we're in conformity to, right? You look like him in your flavor. You look like him in Bob flavor or in Mary flavor or whatever name you're, right? But that comes through knowing him because you will not see yourself rightly unless you see him rightly. And so you're growing in the knowledge of both. So keep growing, <laughs> okay? Um. And it says, by which you have escaped the corrupt desires of the world. So what are the desires of the world that have been corrupt? Lust, any kind of lust. Lust is is using something instead of loving something, right? Uh, God, God uh, intended us to love as he loves and receive love, right? And so anything that's like to use something, to use it up. That's why I hate it when people talk about God using you. No, God doesn't use people. Yucky poo-poo. God partners with people, right? But you've escaped. You've escaped that. Why? Through the finished work of Christ. He who knew no sin became sin that we would be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That means that you have escaped those desires. So there's places in you. I understand there's places in you that still have corrupt desires, right? That don't want to love, that want to be selfish, uh, that want to be, um, uh, you know, retaliate, that want to hate, that want to be bitter, that want not to forgive, that want to use, that want to steal, that want to kill, that want to rape, all these different things um, that are, but that's not the real you. That's the fallen version of you because you don't know God as who he is and you don't know you as who you are. And as you awaken to God as who he is and you, who you, that, that sin um, overlay will fall off like 
like a coat that doesn't fit. You know, and a lot of this, sometimes it's, you know, and you, a lot of, in the meantime, we need to use self-control because honestly, if, if I'm, if I have rage inside and I want to retaliate, well, I need to use self-control not to do that. Well, God is perfecting my, uh, my, my, my desires because according to him, uh, I have escaped the corruption of the world that's been through lust. So let's talk about it. Um, uh, let's see, I'm going to, uh, it says partaking of the divine nature. So, uh, Brian Simmons in his commentary, uh, work, the word partake is the Greek word. Uh, I'm going to say this, pronounce this wrong, but kononis, something like that. It means to participate as a partner, to partake of, to be a companion with, to have fellowship with the divine nature. So this is you partnering with God partaking of God. When you partake of God, what are you, you're partaking of his grace. You're partaking of his mercy. You're partaking of his peace. The more you partake of him and his nature and who he is, the um, the more freedom you'll have, right? The happier he is. Why? He doesn't need, need you know, he's not short on resources. Um, so like the more you partake, the more you will get, that's the more you will grow in the knowledge of him, the more you'll not grow in the knowledge of who you are, the more you'll walk out the purposes that he planned before the foundation of the world and, um, and, and contribute what you're called to contribute, to partner with him, to redeem a lost and fallen world. So we get to partake of his nature. This is what it means. This is why the communion table the um the the bread and the wine jesus said do this in remembrance of me we are partaking of christ in remembrance of him and when we do that it's we're taking we're taking in the bread uh which which is his body broken for us so he 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 allowed his body to be broken for us for our healing right? Where do we need healing? In our bodies, in our minds, in our emotions. We need so much healing, right? And we partake of the wine, which is his blood, okay? So we partake of his blood for the forgiveness of sin. So you've been forgiven and you're being healed. You've been forgiven and you've been healed. You've been forgiven and you've been healed. This is communion with him. And what is he? He's the one who is sacrificed. He's not asking you to be the sacrifice. It's not like we're not supposed to sacrifice. That's a different issue. But he is the sacrifice for all sins, for all time. And and the and the one with whom we get healing. And we do this in communion because it is a way to connect with him in a physical realm, to commune with him, to partner with him and receive from him. Okay. Um, and this is uh, how we fellowship with him. It says, this is one of the great mysteries of our faith. So of course, this is a mystery that God shares his nature with us. He shared his nature with you. You don't have a sin nature that's already been taken care of. Your nature is of God. Okay. Are you human being? Okay. Your nature is of God. Yes, I know you've sinned. I know you've sinned against. I know you've probably done terrible things. We all have, but that your the stuff you've done does not belie who you are. Who you are 
is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And as you know it, you sin less and less and less. We are given birth by the Holy Spirit to be God's true sons and daughters. So you are given birth by the Spirit of God to be his true son and daughter. If you're a human being, you're his true son and daughter. Um, now, if you don't, if you're not a believer, that doesn't mean you're not a son and daughter. That means you don't believe. You're not awakened to yet. You're confused. You're blind. But, you know, parentage is not based on the child choosing the parent. It's based on the parent birthing the child. Okay. And so um, God birthed you, Holy Spirit birthed you to be true sons and daughters. And every father imparts his DNA and his nature to his children. So God's DNA has been imparted to you. His nature has been imparted to you where you're not aware of that, where you're not tracking with it. You might be acting like the devil. Okay. But that is an acting. That's not the nature of your nature is of God. And when you're born again, you're recognizing your true parentage. Okay. The Greek word physis, nature, is taken from the word phio, which means to give birth. That means to produce, bring forth, or grow up. Christ lives in us and transforms us into his very own image. Okay. So this is, have you noticed that all of this is God's end? Like God didn't ask you to vote. Okay. So are you voting, um, you know, whether or not I'm your parent or not? No, I'm just birthing you because I love you. I created you in my image and likeness. I love you. There you go. Uh, Joining you to himself. He didn't ask for your vote. He just did it. Right? Because you're a son, you're his daughter. Okay. So this is all God's end. All his grace and peace is all God's end, giving you uh, the ability to partner with the divine nature, right? Having escaped the corruption of the world through lust. Jesus did that. He didn't ask for your vote. Hi, should I go to the cross and, and walk out what I already did for the foundation of the world or not? No, he didn't ask you. He didn't ask you uh, to be placed in him to be buried with him uh, when he went into the ground and resurrected a new creature, a new creation never seen before. He didn't ask your vote for that. Okay, so all of this is God's end. Okay, and our end is to turn to him and say, yes, that's our end. To grow in the knowledge of him. That's our, our end, but he empowers that. He empowers our yes. He empowers growing in the knowledge of him. But we need to turn, okay? And that requires uh, our will turning towards him. And when we turn away in whatever way, and we all do in small ways, like, I don't believe you, God, you know, whatever, you just turn back and recognize that you've already been forgiven, right? All right. Um, In Christ, we share with him the divine nature. So let me say, and people get confused on this because we're very big traditionally, in evangelical circles, are you in or are you out? Okay. No, we're all in. Humanity is in. God died for the sins of the entire world. So God placed you in him. Where is God not? So God is everywhere, omnipresent. So all creation is in him, which means you're in him. You're in him, whether you choose him or not. Your yes is crucial Okay, 
as to wh- how much of, of him you experience, how much of his grace and peace. Remember, multiplied through the knowledge of God, how much we're experiencing him. Absolutely. But um, but he didn't ask you um, whether or not this was so. He's just a dad. I'm your dad, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and if you know him, you'll like it. Okay. Um, uh, and isn't that great? So our part is saying yes and partnering with him, right? Um, and, and there are parts of you that know these things that, that this message is stirring in you. I talked about standing in what you know. God, you're, you're in there. I know there's, yeah, you're there. I get it. Yes, I can, right? And the more you, the deeper you go past all the, um, emotional harangue, past all the mental harangue you got, past any demonic overlay, whatever you got going on. Okay. Yeah, you're greater than than all this. He's greater than all this. And you know in your knower that this is true. And I'm trusting Holy Spirit to be stirring you. He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And you know, and honestly, if you're not tracking with that yet, don't fight it. Sometimes we fight to be right and 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 we end up in hell holes because we had to be right. No, that doesn't work for me. No, I'm an exception. No, no, you're not an exception. That's that's a prideful way of thinking to think that you're an exception, that he would create something that you're outside. No, you haven't experienced it yet, but have the humility to say, well, I haven't experienced that. I don't know. I'm so confused, whatever, but this is truth. And I, I am trusting God to help me believe, right? I believe help my unbelief, right? Because this is what he's provided for the entire human race. Okay. We all, we will all bear the image of the man from heaven, Jesus Christ. Isn't that great? One member of the Godhead for eternity is a human being. Isn't that incredible? Fully human, fully divine. Okay. But he has a human body, human form, and we're placed, humanity was placed in him, to the pleasure of the father in the Holy Spirit, and that is what we're growing in the knowledge so that we can experience that grace and peace. And so I, I encourage you to meditate on these things. Go way deep in your knower because you'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And a lot of times it's past our understanding, right? We have to go past what our brains are saying, past our experience, but just go deep in your knower, which is deeper than any of that, right? Um, let's go to Ephesians 1 17. Uh, I'm reading that in the Passion Translations. Uh, this is Paul, uh, pay, p- praying for the church at Ephesus, but he was praying for all of us, right? Uh, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you, that means give to you, place inside you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. So this is Father God, Father, through your spirit, right? Impart the riches of the spirit of wisdom and revelation. There's wisdom, there's godly wisdom, there's revelation, light bulb go off, right? To know him, to know the father, to know Christ, to know Holy Spirit, right? Um, uh, To know him through your deepening intimacy with him. So the beautiful thing is the more you know, the more you know. And this is, uh, this knowledge is not this mental knowledge. It's, it's an intimate, deep, deep 
knowledge. It's knowing in your knower. Okay. And this is the place of intimacy. Now, if you've been abused intimacy or abused sexually or uh, emotionally, intimacy can be very scary. I get it. Okay. But that needs to be healed because you were created for intimacy. Life has no meaning apart from love. Life has no meaning apart from relationship. And so what was intended is this deep, robust knowing and being known and adored in every place and secure in that so you can be safe and you can rest, right? In relationship, that is heaven on earth. Jesus prayed that we would be one as he and the father are one. That is heaven on earth in a healed whole way, okay? Through a deepening intimacy with with him. And, you know, God is so kind because if there's areas maybe where you've been abused or rejected or abandoned or whatever that is, and intimacy is scary, you know, God um, approaches things slowly, right? Uh, As you can handle them right? So sometimes we get mad at God. We're like, what are you doing? You're not doing anything. You're not listening to me. You're not answering my prayer. Yeah. Well, a lot of times it's like, honey, you can't handle this robust intimacy that I want because you're going to make it in your own uh, pain. You're going to make it like the one who hurt you, the one that abused you, the one that raped you, the one that um, abandoned you. Okay. So I'm moving slowly because I'm not like that. Right. The one that loved you conditionally. Well, I'm, he's not like that, right? So sometimes we have to take baby steps to learn this, but keep on stepping, all right? Um, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us as holy ones. Okay, big mouthful. So I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, okay? The eyes of your other translations, the eyes of your understanding, your ability to imagine, your ability to understand that, you know, and and your imagination and your understanding may be in darkness and all of ours are to an extent. And so God is saying, okay, let me shed light here. So you have capacity in your imagination, in your understanding Uh, and experience the full revelation. So this is being revealed, okay? From glory to glory to glory, the full revelation of the hope of his calling. Okay, so he's what has he called you? He's called you his. And he's called you into the image of his son. And he's called you out of that place of being a son and daughter to do things that then that do know their God should be strong and do exploits to, to fulfill the purposes. He's called you into relationship and he's called you to love as he loves. And he's called you as his inheritance, right? Because you're so precious. It's like, Oh honey, you're mine. You're mine. You're too precious to belong to anyone else. You're mine because I'm your dad. You're mine. You know, it's like <clears throat> if anybody else called my kids, their kids, I mean, I'm happy for them to treat, you know, my kids, cause they love them. Right. But I mean, they're my kids. Right. So don't like, I would be jealous for them. Okay. On their behalf, not of them. Okay. All right. Um, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flood, flooding you with the light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance. He finds in us, his holy ones. So you are the wealth 
of, of his inheritance. You're holy and beautiful and spotless and blameless in his eyes. And he wants you to know it. You're mine. And what's amazing is like, and I'm yours, right? So it's not just a one way. It's like, I'm, I, I am my beloved's and he is mine. And his banner over me is love, right? So you belong to one another. God's already in. He's given you everything, all right? And God wants you to embrace you in a holy, pure embrace so that you feel his love, his safety. Oh my God, you can breathe. There's peace. There's grace that's multiplied unto it, right? And you can you can start to experience uh, healing. You can start to experience growing in the knowledge of him. So you're his favorite thing. You're the treasure. You're it. And so am I. And so are we all. I pray that you continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available through faith. Now, the nice thing about this, this is knowing his power. Like, you know, God is powerful. He's the most powerful thing on the planet. He he limits his power by his choice because the most important thing is love and love will not violate free will. So love will move another route to redeem. He will have his way, but you know what? Stuff happens in the meantime because people choose. They have a free will that they can choose evil because they can't choose love if they can't choose evil. And sometimes they insist on choosing evil, right? And it is a nightmare until God redeems it, right? And he is on the move, okay? And it's made available to you through faith. Now, the nice thing is you don't use your own faith. You use his faith, right? The faith of the son of God. So you access that. That's part of what you access as you're growing in the knowledge of him. So this is when you're going to what I refer to as your knower. Um, and it's the organ inside called a knower deep inside. You start to know, you start to know him. It's like, there's something there. There's something there. Well, keep on focusing on whatever you're tracking with, because it will grow. God is praying. I am praying and you should pray yourself. Oh God, help me to get it. Help me to get it. Enlighten the eyes of my understanding. So I know the hope of your calling and this power that he talks about is this mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him. Uh, uh, in the highest place of honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. So how powerful is God? Yeah, it's what resurrected Christ from the grave, from the hell and humanity in Christ, which proved that God was the Messiah and everything Jesus purported to say was, yes, that was truth. This, that was truth. Oh my God, you are the son of God. You are the word made flesh. You are God in the flesh, God with us. You know, we're entering in the season. This is God was made flesh in the form of a baby and grew up as a, as a human being. Um, and uh, now he's exalted above every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is the main deal. So if there's a ruler or power, a, a demonic principality, a governmental ruler, pick a card, any card, he is above it, okay? Um, he is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in the age to come. So if there's a name... God's above it. 
he's above cancer. He's above um, bondage. He's above any demonic thing. He's above poverty. He's above politics. He's above it all. Thank God. Right. And he alone is the leader and source of everything needed in the church. You need it. You got it. He's the source. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. And now we as church are his body on the earth and that which fills him who is being filled by it. So we are the fullness, God's fullness of of his manifestation on the earth. He's moving through us, you know. So no, you're not God. You're a little G God because you're a son and daughter of God, but you're not big G God. But but as we manifest, as we are unveiled, God's fullness flows through us. So, you know, as I'm talking these words, sit with it. It's like, yeah, is that true? Just go really deep. It's like, "Hmm, yeah, there's something to that. There's something to that. Keep tracking with that because that's what you know. So I'm going to go to Ephesians 6. And, and because of this, um, verse 10, now my beloved ones, <clears throat> your beloved, I have saved these most important truths for last. This might be important. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus Christ. So start connecting with God on the in- inside. Strength will rise up. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. The more you connect, the more you're going to feel. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us. You know, we are in a battle. It's not, it's a battle that God's won, but because there's an enemy around that's roaming to steal, kill, and destroy, okay? And and he takes takes in, in, in the areas that are not renewed in our minds, the areas that are broken, he takes advantage of. We need to stand. How do we fight? Well, it just says, your hand-to-hand combat, combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realm. So if you're fighting against something, something dark, something evil, something lustful, something um, uh, harmful, something that belittles, something that mocks, all of those things, what sometimes it's in our, our own minds and sometimes there's spiritual forces at work. Um, you know, hard to know what demons and devils are. Nobody panic, but it's more than, uh, less than a person, but less than an it, it. Okay. And it's messing with you. So how do we do that? Um, for, for they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. They do it through, um, through lies, through deception, right? Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides. So you're protected as you confront the slanderer. The slanderer is the one that accuses the devil. However, that voice is going on inside your head. Okay. For you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. I'm I'm saying these things so you can meditate on them and let it gel in there. Where in my knower? Is that true? Oh my goodness. Yeah, some of you are like, I want it to be true. Well, stay with your want and continue to engage with him. And your spirit's going to rise up and say, yeah, that's true. Because of this, you may wear all the garment that God provides. So you're protected as you confront the slanderer <clears throat> for you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Put on the belt of truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. So truth in your innermost being 
is what will set you free. Truth is a person. So that's how the enemy moves through lies and darkness. Stand with your feet alert that you always be ready to share the blessings of peace. This is put on your peace, connect with peace. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield. Think of your faith as wrapping it around. What do I have faith in? Well, do you have faith in God? Do you have faith in the devil? Because whoever you start, you have faith in, you empower. Now, God's already powerful, but a defeated enemy is empowered as you have faith in him. So let God heal you and help you with faith using his faith. Faith works by love to have faith in him and his supreme uh, victory that's already been run and he's won and he's having you partake in that, experience that um, as a son and daughter, right? Um, every, uh, in every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Well, what are these blazing arrows? You're going to die. You know, you're sinful. Um, you're, you're a loser. You're not enough. You're too much. You're, uh, you're weak. You're powerless. You're all these things. You're evil. You're condemned. You're whatever. All of these are flaming arrows. And then just put that wraparound field that can extinguish that. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance, like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. So it's like you have a helmet on your head to, to protect you from lies, right? So how do you protect yourself from lies? Understand God's already done this. He is the truth, right? Uh, and that is the truth of your salvation. He's saving, healing you. Um, and take the mighty razor sharp sword spirit of the spoken word of God. So what is God saying? Well, there are things and there is a, there is a place you need to meditate on. What is God saying? I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Well, that's your sword, right? That I'm redeemed. He who knew no sin became sin, that I would be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's a sword. Whatever God is saying about you and your situation, um, that is how you take out that sword, which is the only offensive weapon you have. Otherwise, you have all this defensive weapon, right? Um, it says, uh, and, and in verse 13, which is the, uh, because of this, you might wear all ar- the armor that God provides. It says the Greek text can, can uh, be translated. After you've conquered, you can stand in victory. This is how you stand, having done all stand. And what are we talking about? Standing in what you know, right? What do you know? You may not know all this stuff yet, but you're growing in the knowledge. We're all growing in the knowledge of it. But there are things that you know. If you've seen some goodness, if you've seen some light that you know, stand in what you know. Stand in what you know. And having that all stand and ask God's grace to stand and start to implement these things. Because there's things that you know um, that um, you just know. And a lot of times you don't know why you know. You want to know why why you know? It's because it's in your knower, because that's where God is with you, in you. And your spirit is going, yes, this is true. Yes, this is true. And and the outside saying, no, you're going to die. No, it's going to, you know, going to go to hell in a handbag. No, you can't do this. Liar, liar. You know what you know. And be growing in the knowledge. That's how grace and peace is multiplied to you. Anyway, I this was a ton of scripture. Whoops.
<laughs> I just caught myself. Um, this was a ton of scripture. I hope uh, it's been a blessing for you today. Meditate on these things. Jot down these scriptures. Start meditating on them. This will help stir up what it is that you already know so that you can stand and experience that grace and peace. All right, guys. I hope this has been a blessing. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.